D A D D A A D D A D. What does that spell? It spells dad. It did, and then it spelled daddy <laughs> instead of daddy. I'm extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> well, congratulations to you on thanks uh, being a baby daddy again. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Don't sound too excited. Jesus. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I have Aaron and I have a mutual friend and uh, he told me his wife was pregnant one time and I went, oh, <laughs> and he went, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's, it's very exciting. Yeah. Congrats. All right. That's more like it. Fucking up the excitement level, at least two notches. Jesus. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, a couple of all healthy ultrasounds, so feel a little more comfortable talking about it. Great. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Oh, oh there's a baby crying. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Guess um, what? That's in your that? future. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. One more thing. And for Ryan. I was going to say, can we? Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's still sinking, sinking in. You guys were the... Promotion. Besides my wife, of course. Promotion. Promotion. Uh, promotion. I'm going to be effective January 1st. Uh, the director of operations for half of the country. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, for Which the half? Mar- <laughs> the west half. Yeah. Okay. The best half. <laughs> The the lower half, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. There's um, there's gonna be a lot of change, obviously, but I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. I can probably now work full time from home. I don't have to drive into an office. That's cool. Um, I will officially not have any direct reports. My goal will be to strategically develop the most efficient way to get to our end goals for whatever those perform, performance yeah. metrics. I was going to say, are they, is it profit? Is that, is that an yeah. okay thing to say? It sounds yeah. like some six Sigma in there too. Like, yeah, just kind I'm, of, uh, that's awesome. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm, uh, that's awesome, dude. You have the right data analytics mind to, yeah. Like, yeah, I was trying to kind of articulate that to my wife. I said, essentially, I'm looking at data. I am analyzing it and then regurgitating that to a large swath of people on what that means and what we need to do. Um, and then developing the best way to get that done. I mean, that is no small feat, though. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very fortunate and thankful. And uh, yeah. How long have you been with this company? Uh, since 2008, August 13th, 2008 yeah, is when I first nothing, started. There's nothing fortunate about that. That's the result of hard work and dedication <laughs> I, I, yeah. and being I, I've been, smart. I've, I've been, yeah. I, uh, I'm, um, I, this may be cringe, but I'm like, you know, Drake's song started from the bottom. Like that's, yeah. that's my whole career with this company. Um, entry level to mm-hmm. a technician, to a people leader to then a leader of leaders and now more of a strategic position yeah. um that's on the same plane as uh 
all the people that are in the executive leadership branch, I'm going to be part of all of those meetings. And like, it's wild. It's wild. I'll probably be the only guy with really long hair too. So that's Own it. a feather in my cap. <laughs> <laughs> Own it. You're also going to be the only one with a nationally broadcast, globally that's broadcast true. UFC comedy commentary podcast. That's true. Yeah, it was in my resume, just so you guys know. As it should was it, be. Was it really? No, it wasn't. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> it's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast. All right, real quick, before we get into uh, topical events, everybody look at my screen. Look how giant this Carlsberg is. That's yes. a, that's a <laughs> thousand milliliters right there. Or a liter. I was going to say, okay, I was going to say, what is that in ounces? Um, you know, here in America. Um, it, it's, it's, it's actually, if you go by the English system, it's one quart and 1.8 fluid an- ounces. So a liter, is that 32? Uh, 48, 50, 48. 50 somewhere no. in there. I, I originally got these for uh, the immortal Cliff, who's going to be dog sitting tomorrow while we go to the most magical place on earth Ooh. because he's also a fan of Carlsberg, but I'm going <laughs> to have one right now. I can tell you, honestly, I don't know that I've ever had a Carlsberg. Um, Danish style Pilsner. You know what they say about the Danes? They're very talented and they have huge hogs. It's the second one that I was looking yeah. for. Thank yeah, you. The yeah. hogs. The hogs is what yeah. uh what what really drives really uh I wouldn't say it grinds your gears, right? But it really revs your interest. I think it would actually <laughs> I think it would stop your gears entirely if we're just going, you know, anatomically. You, Ryan, are one of the founding trios. I think uh, of uh, I'm not I'm not a founding member, but I I think in a way you are in a way you are. Yeah, because you were commenting first, talking with us first, engaging with us first. You've been with us since the beginning. I I have been with you since the beginning. I've been in the shadows and then I kind of pushed my way into some some of the some something that developed in this. Hey, hey that... some people listen, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're one of the some people listening, you should tell a friend and uh, go to the prettyneatpodcast.com, subscribe everywhere, tell them you know Ryan, uh, Dom, and Aaron. That's us three. Uh, we talk about UFC and other pretty neat stuff every week. Sometimes we have fighters on, sometimes we have other guests on uh, just to kick it and talk shop. So, yeah. Tell everyone, join, comment, engage. We like talking to you. So um, do all those things. We're glad you're here. We had some stuff this week that uh, we should probably talk about. Definitely. We have to start with Tyson Fury. (laughs) I that, think so, that 
go ahead. No, I was going to say it just, it was just an absolute beating of Derek Chisora. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'll watch the fight. I think we all watched the fight. Oh yeah. That probably if, if Derek Chisora doesn't grab him and bring him to the ground in the second round, like that could have been, that could have been the end of the fight. Instead, what he ended up doing was taking a massive beating mm-hmm. for multiple, multiple rounds. I believe it, was, it went into round 10. It did. Barely. Um, I can't believe that. I thought it was done in round two. Just uh, like you were he, talking about. He just, yeah, he, I mean, as soon as he grabbed him, because he hit him with that vicious uppercut and mm-hmm. he grabbed him and he brought him to the ground. And I was like, oh shit, did they just injure themselves? Like, what the fuck's going to happen? And then fortunately, you know, nobody's. That's, that's a lot of man crashing to the ground. Huge. <laughs> Tyson Fury is so fucking big. Tyson Fury has the largest <laughs> love handles of any man that I've ever seen. I think at one uh, point the commentator said he looks like a giant bag of dough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not inaccurate. Right? Buried it's, dough boy. it's not entirely insane. I agree. And then to top it all off, the, the just excellent trash talking at the end of the fight um, with. Alexander Usyk, yeah, Usyk coming in, and mm-hmm. you just see the size disparity, and then his uh, his class after the fact and thanking him for coming up, um, which was excellent. And then he, you know what what tripped me out it was like, yeah, I might fight Wilder for a fourth time. Like, okay, <laughs> I mean, we I would watch that for sure. <sighs> we got to see the Usyk fight first, but I would see a, I would see a Wilder um, mm-hmm. Fury Ford. That would be excellent. Yeah, I would too. Um, and I honestly like, I don't think Usyk has anything for Fury. And and no. Dom, you were saying that in our in our group chat. I just I don't know what he could do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I I don't know. Um, I love that Tyson Fury calls Anthony Joshua the bodybuilder. Um, <laughs> I don't understand what I think the line would be pretty heavily tilted towards Tyson. It seems like he's gonna fight the other guy that was standing next to Usyk first, maybe something. Joyce, Jay, uh, Joyce, Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce. Joyce. That's right. Joe Joyce has been around for a while, and I think mm-hmm. he's in his late thirties. Hmm. Um, well, to I mean, to that point, Derek Chisora has been around for a long time too. Him and Fury have fought two other times. Um, there was one point in I I want to say the fourth or the fifth round where Chisora put both of his arms down and had to hold on to the rope. Did you guys see that? Yes. And Tyson just kind of stood there, and I I actually think Tyson Fury was maybe holding back a little bit. Um, I do think he respects Derek Chisora, and I think, uh, you know, his wife and his kid, Chisora's wife and kids were there, and it's like you're just watching him get fucking clubbed. Mm-hmm. What, what? And then it looked like he wasn't going to get off the stool after the ninth, mm-hmm. no. and I thought for sure the ref was going to stop it, and then he's like, "All right, you take one more combo," as if we needed to see one more. <laughs> um, it just showed the level Tyson Fury is at, man. It, it right. just showed, and I actually think he's a weird example of if he was in shape like anthony joshua i don't think he'd be as good i i think he gets something out of that yeah just the doughiness like in terms of like stamina or ability to absorb punishment something yeah yeah you know he's used to moving with it right he carries it around all the time so he He's conditioned that way. I, I, you know, I don't know. Is that like you're talking about like fat man strength because right. they have to carry around all that weight? They're just naturally I mean, strong if, because if they're if you look at those strong men, those yeah. guys are not no. ripped. No, and they will. Not. They pull a fucking semi truck. 
True, like with yeah. their nose. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's it just shows you how much better than everyone else Tyson Fury is. Alexander Usyk looked so small standing in front of him. I I don't see how that works um, for Usyk. Usyk is very skilled. I just think Usyk is a bad matchup for Joshua. Um, mm. I think Joshua gives Fury more trouble than Usyk does. I, not that I think Joshua would beat him. I just think he gives him more trouble. Just because um, of I his could size? Even, yeah, his size and his yeah. serious power. I mean, the reason I'm not interested in a Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder 4 is, even though we've seen Tyson Fury take Deontay Wilder's literal best shot and get up and beat the shit out of him still multiple times, you're only taking so many of those Deontay Wilder blasts before one of them puts you out. And they have fought for, what, 12, 7, and eight or nine we've seen them fight damn near 40 rounds now like it's very clear who the better fighter is i don't need to see it again um tyson Fury can make all the money fighting anyone else he wants they packed fucking seventy thousand people into tottenham hotspurs i think they call it white heart lane in 40 degree weather like he yeah, doesn't need the wild. money um if he's gonna fight in allegiant stadium in vegas like he said i guess I guess Wilder makes sense, but I think Usyk, I think you have no trouble packing that place if he's fighting Usyk in Vegas. I, I don't think that's a problem at all. So, Mm-mm. Do they do the fight in Vegas? Well, Fury, no, not against Usyk, I don't think, but no, Fury said he wants Europe. to fight at Allegiant, but who cares? Give me the, the noon start time <laughs> ESPN plus Tyson Fury fight all day. Let him fight in Ganu in Vegas. <laughs> Okay, so after watching that fight on Saturday, do either of you think Francis has a fucking prayer against Tyson Fury? It would be hard. He would. I don't. It would be really hard. Francis what would be would, hard for Francis? Francis yeah, he, to do he'd anything? Get the shit boxed out. It would of be him. tough. He would. It would. I would want to. I'd want to see it. I'd. I'd want to see it. But it would still just be a Fury one-sided thing. Yeah, I mean, I, it's never going to happen. But I also enjoyed watching Fury's dad yell at one of the Paul brothers, which there yes. was a video of that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, I would not sure be... Fury, Fury's dad could probably beat the shit out of any of them. <laughs> I would not be on the list to fight anybody from that family. I think Jake would beat uh, Tommy or Huey, whichever one, but mm-hmm. Tommy. that's that's neither here nor there. Huey um, Dewey? And then, yeah, <laughs> Huey Dewey and Tyson. Um <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of runt tyson fury is as skilled the fact that espn has him sixth in their pound for pound rankings is a fucking joke but yeah i it's gonna be fun either way i enjoyed the fight it was it was a fun to watch especially Mm -hmm. because it was early um before we get into the the other re-recap things though while we're on boxing uh i think this is owed to one very important referee in the boxing world. Yeah. Uh, Judge Mills. Uh, the eternal, the eternal respective distance for Mills Lane. Yeah. The afterlife uh, said, I'll allow him. Yep. Uh, and uh, here's your stool. <laughs> Uh, the Angels threw in the towel for that one. That's for sure. His uh, full name. You're <laughs> going to think I'm making this up. Mills B B double E Lane. The third. I'm sorry. That's the greatest name of all time. 
that's a pretty great name. He no. is he is in fact our name champion sort of running power rankings that we do is now called the Mills Lane Award. Okay. I like also, that. Also, he was the referee for um sort of the second most famous thing the, the thing he's second most known for is the Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield ear bite. Mm-hmm. And of course Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh yeah, got to love Celebrity Deathmatch. One more Phoenix song for i guess my favorite fighter who's retired from mma now uh tj dillashaw (laughs) retiring from the sport of mma after cheating his way to the top peace out (laughs) uh that's way fun i think that was the only uh, i got the little fart at the end it was perfect i think that was the old there was another retirement uh over this card during this past card clay Guidas. yeah scott holtzman uh, scott, clay hot, Guida. Sauce. hot sauce yeah holtzman also retired why not scott hey <laughs> you on this day mills lane tj dillashaw and scott holtzman who thought that <laughs> nobody expected the phoenix song trifecta like that uh, but props to Clay Guida, though, because that was a he looked good for being a freaking 40 year old caveman Jesus in there beating people up. His just his cardio knows no bounds to none. To, it, it, it's the only thing that looked really different is like he cut his hair and it's starting to thin. And otherwise, he's <laughs> providing the same amount of pressure and just takedown ability as he always has the last Starting 10, to 15 thin. years. <laughs> Starting to thin is majorly okay. thinning. I'm trying to be kind to the uh-huh. man. <laughs> yeah, as kind as you can be, but come on. <laughs> We're starting to thin. I it. Uh, well, the the whole card was really good. Aside from the, it was an entertaining card. It really it was. was. Yasmin Yaragui from Mexico or Yarigue. I'm not sure. She how to say that she looked great. Um. Uh, then Francis Marshall, who's like the the uh, gonna be a weird prospect here. Apparently, he's like came by himself to like all of the press events. He like was like, "Where do I go?" You know, you oh, over here. Like he has no team. He's quiet, very reserved, and then just turns into a fucking yeah, monster. And then he beat the fuck out of Marcelo Rojo. God, total, total domination. And he looked young though. He's got he's got to tighten up some stuff before. Yeah, he's like 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Israel's Natan Levy had a, that was, had a decision. Uh, that was dominant. Mm-hmm. He had him every which way. And then when he started grappling, you're just like, he's got nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then Darren Elkins uh was the last favorite to win like of the last no he didn't win uh sorry to to lose he was the last dog to lose uh of almost every remaining fight almost every fight after that went to the dogs um i mean darren looked like darren yeah Uh, he did he did damage shit yep he did (laughs) i'm surprised he didn't retire but hey i'll watch him every time uh michael johnson win column against mark diakizi and he was not expected to win that dude he stuffed all of his fucking takedowns all of them 
and and uh Dia Kessie, every time he came in, Johnson had like the best counter for him. Mm-hmm. One shot, two shots, combinations, and, and just stuck to that game plan. And DeKessie started getting tired and would shoot. He would sprawl, go right back to that standing, and just he just snuffed. He, null- he nullified him. It was mm-hmm. that was a great showing by Michael Johnson. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think we really expected that. Agreed. No. Uh, the aforementioned Clay Guida had his victory. He also just looked good. Uh, Angela over Kill Hill looked great. I mean, we she haven't did. seen her win in a little bit, have we? No. She's she's uh, been taking on tough fights, but yeah, at the same has. time, Emily Ducati was like a rising prospect. Mm-hmm. Number thirteen. And uh, she looked like shit against Angela Hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, no joke. Like, she just didn't get anything off. She was standing there, um, yeah. quote unquote, like taking pictures, and Angela Hill just put it on her. Yeah. She, it, I, I, it looked a little bit better in the third round for Ducati in terms of her ability to get off some offense. But at that point in time, unless she was going to knock out Angela Hill, it was a mm-hmm. loss. Yeah. And it was. It was, I, it was disappointing for her. Um, not to mention I picked her in, in fantasy to yeah. win. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Angela uh, Hill, who I also really like, I just, I, I was reading the tea leaves. Like I was like, she's losing against top tier competition. Um, and Ducati is on the rise, I thought. So I picked Ducati to win and I was wrong. So she's going to be a prospect breaker for so Angela Hill moves to 12th now, Ducati moves to 14. Um, I and maybe I am wrong to your point, Ryan, about Angela Hill. So she beat March 13th, she beats Ashley Yoder, Mm -hmm. loses to is that Tisha Torres in August 2021. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Aaron called that one, he said Mm -hmm. that Tisha was going to win that fight. Yep, loses to Amanda Limos. Mm-hmm. Loses to both of Verna Yandaroba's eyes, <laughs> and that goes March of twenty one to May of twenty two. So she fought fucking four times, basically in fourteen months. Mm-hmm. Um, beat Lupi Godinez back in August of this year, and then beats. So who knows? I mean, yeah. women's strawweight is so is so like anything could happen. They're mm-hmm. not beating Zhang Wei Li, but would you be shocked if Angela Hill beat Rose or Carla? Not shocked. Not shocked. Uh, I, could see, I could see Angela beating Carla. I don't see her beating Rose, but I also think you have a anyone can beat Rose. Rose <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. Hey, I overkill, she shouldn't be able to beat her, but she could. <laughs> I, I definitely think she could. I really do. Uh, I think she kind of fills the Roxanne Monteverdi void frankly of like if you're a professional you better put up against angela just like yeah. you did against roxanne but roxanne will beat you on any given day like she she the right day the right momentum behind her she could do it she just has that experience what's next for uh angela uh yeah i don't know i didn't really okay. think too far um especially because nico price and phil Rowe was after that and yep. Phil Rowe, and I mean, A, congrats to him. Uh, he looked great. What a war. Nico did what he did, and he got hit too much. 
So that was also the first fight for Nico in like almost two years, right? Yep. Yep. Good amount because of time. He had like he had one knee that was totally cleaned up, and then he I think he had the other knee operated on as well. So mm-hmm. he started to come on in the third round, but Phil Phil Rowe, he, he just had too much of a too much of a gap on him. Yeah. Yeah, look, it was yeah, Phil Rowe looked good. Um, he was the third dog in a row. This is a uh, fun set of fights, man. Then that then that Eric Anders, Kyle uh Dawkins fight, and Eric Anders, I mean, just put it on him. Just Dude, your, your boy. Your boy yep. looked good. Yep, your boy Eric Anders looked fantastic. Then the next dog, geez, Roman Delice. What is the deal with I'm sorry to go back. Hang on, Aaron. Yeah. What's the deal with Eric Anders? Isn't doesn't he have some sort of story? Yeah, he uh played for the national Universe, championship uh, Alabama, winning. right? He played for Alabama in like That's 2008. Right. He in the championship game, he had like yes, a, a he went all out game. Yeah. He, and he lost to the Iron Turtle. Look at that. He did. I mean, he also did lose the Iron Turtle, but I mean, what we have here is a clear pedigree of just athletic prowess that he's just turned into fighting MMA. And while he has a lot of power and he's got a lot of heart, he's got good cardio, he's not the most diverse talent. So you see him get beat by people that are really grappling heavy, like mm-hmm. the Iron Turtle. Yeah. Uh, Tiago Santos. Let's see. Yeah. Yep. Jotko, Yuri Jotko, another one. Yep. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. So the 2009 BCS National Championship game against Texas, he had seven tackles, which led the team and a forced fumble. Um, he had a cup of coffee with the Cleveland Browns. The thing is, like, <sighs> middleweight is. <laughs> No, no, what I was going to say, like that level of, to Aaron's, or to Ryan's point, rather, the that level of athleticism, like Aaron, I don't know if you know this, they don't just let anyone play linebacker at the University of Alabama. <laughs> That's not oh, they not don't? a they thing. Just, they don't have no. walk-ons there? No, they, they don't have, have walk-ons. walk-ons they don't um, just let the tide roll? They don't. And uh, <laughs> if you're if you're playing defense for Nick Saban, whew, um, yeah, so he's that's real deal shit from him. And it's not shocking that he's had some success yeah. in, in a contact sport. And I think your boy will be around for a long time. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately middleweight's an unwinnable circumstance, but yeah, he'll be around. I think he'll be kind of a career guy. He's but been there for five also, years. Wouldn't you say middleweight is an area where it's super top heavy and people can just grind out a career like long-term and middleweight because yes what the he fuck will have a, is... he will have a career a la kelvin gastelum yeah or could the be, action yeah. man but yeah. he's not going to win the title yeah. i could see uh just going right into the next fight too like i could see eric fighting jack hermanson next i think that would be an interesting spot for eric to be in a in a higher spot let's uh, talk sure. about that because you would say that i would say not seeing Jack Hermanson's fight against Delice, that Hermanson would just eat him up. Yeah. But what Delice did to him in a grappling exchange, exchange yeah. and put him in a position where he couldn't do a Anything. goddamn thing. He paralyzed him. He could not do a goddamn thing. I have never seen somebody hit a switch into a calf slicer 
from a rear mounted position and just it's a TKO win because Jack Hermanson could not get out of the position. I've never seen that in mm-hmm. the UFC. No, he used the same types of, of like mechanisms that Khabib and like those guys use in terms of tying up people's legs and pinning their legs to the ground, but he did it with one leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just like the way he had to stabilize the center of gravity just to not let Jack fucking turn his hip. That's wild. Uh, but props to Roman Delice. I think that's very exciting for middleweight. Performance um, of the night bonus for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not that we would see like a Delize Kamzat type fight anytime <laughs> soon, but, you know. This is fun. just what we do. Any interesting 170 or 185, we're like, yeah, give him to Kamzat. Yeah. See him. what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know what we should do with Sergei Pavlovich? Stay him, out of his way. Give him to Kamzat. <laughs> He would oh. dis- he would kill Kamzat. Yeah, he would. <laughs> um, uh, there, there's talk. There's some serious talk mm-hmm. that he gave Tai Tuivasa like permanent scar damage on his or permanent, uh, yeah, scar scars on his face with the deep cuts that he provided in under a round of just violence. Under a minute. Yeah. yeah. How could I, how could he not have done that? I mean, did you look at his face? Just like it was what Ty's yeah. face looked it was like. Bad. Oh, it was bad. And here's another one that I, I totally underestimated what Sergey did because of the, what I would consider to be a somewhat early stoppage against Derek Lewis. And I was like, well, we don't know. And, and Ty is proven to be very tough given his last fight against Cyril Gone. And then he went out there and just washed him. Yeah. Look at that. His debut in the UFC was against Alistair Overeem, which he lost yeah. at the end yeah. of the first round. Yeah. Still yeah. don't heard of him. <laughs> Undefeated since then, which, which by the way, that was in November of 2018. So, well, I don't think he fought in like over a year, right? Uh, yeah. If, uh, if we go through there, uh, his next God, fight, man, look at that. April, over three years, almost yeah. three years, October of 19. He then went on hiatus until March of 2022. Holy shit. Um, but man, still in the win column. I want to see him fight Cyril Gone. That's what no, I want. No, Cyril Gone's gonna fight John Jones. You think so? Yes. Okay. And it's, and I think that's the only guy on the roster with a fucking prayer of beating John Jones. Just possibly. stylistically. I'm not saying I think Cyril's going to. Yeah. Um, unless Francis resigns, in which case then Cyril, you know is maybe open. I think Pavlovich, they have him rated third. I think that's a little high. Um, either that or maybe Cyril gone Curtis blades is happening. I don't know. It just depends on John Jones and, and yeah. Francis. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Uh, but what a slobber knocker that was one way action. Sergey knocks out tie to Ivasa in less than a how minute. much more do we see out of tie? Uh, you know, I think if he loses two more, he'll walk depending on his contract. But I think if he gets back in the win column, we'll see him until he's done. And I don't think he'll go to another organization. Okay. Yeah. You know what he would do to the heavyweights in PFL? Be interesting. Be interesting. Yeah, I guess. What do you do? Would he get on the same substances? (laughs) Well, I I don't don't think Ty takes steroids. 
I don't either. <laughs> well, you might have to. I, I think Ty drinks beer. <laughs> I do too. Speaking of that, all of us are going to take a sip at the same time. Hmm. Uh, then we get flyweights in an exciting bout, which was the only favorite to. Uh, sorry. Oh, it looks like there was a couple of favorites to come in there. That was uh, one of few. Matthias Nicolau was Matt the Schnell. end of the streak of six underdogs yes, to win, which they right. said on the broadcast, right amidst this betting mm-hmm. investigation against the UFC. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that a, a $100 parlay for that six underdog, $100. two grand. Yeah, $42,000, dollars <laughs> you would have won had you bet on the six dogs in a row to win yep. that streak. And like the thing is, is that like four of those six were coin flips. Like they they were, I think a, a, a it could have happened maybe for one person. Uh, I think that Matt Schnell getting TKO'd was not expected. Uh, but it happened. Uh, it that's pretty... how he fights, though. Yeah. Yeah. Risk take. Close it up at the yeah, end. That's the one where he was on his back and hitting him, and then the referee stopped it. Yeah, I that I never think it's an early stoppage. That one felt maybe a touch early, but yeah. not yeah. the end. Of he, he puts himself in wars. His fucking nickname is Danger. Um, mm-hmm. That's how he fights. So, what we really found out was that Mateos um, is very, very skilled and in a step up in competition. Yes, he showed nothing less than what he's already shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like a so, new flyweight prospect. Mateus moves up to five. Um, yeah, flyweight kind of, kind of secretly interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to see him fight. Uh, I want to see him fight your boy, Dom. I want to see him Cop. fight Manel Cop. Yeah, and it's yeah. funny you say that. I was just looking at Manel Cop's profile. He so what happened? So he fought the deep fake Zalmagulov, mm-hmm. um, December of twenty one. But he's had a couple of fights fall off for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, did he did he pull out of his last fight or not? I feel like he was he did. supposed to fight at two seventy five to Shara Prohaska and did not, and I don't know why. Now, huh. Mateus Nicolau beat Manel Cop in their second in Cop's second UFC fight. I did not know that. Oh, okay. Well, that could I just be a, a, that could be something that's. And Manel Cop has also lost to Pantoja in his first fight and then Manel has won his last two. So the God, welcome to the UFC. Here's the number, you know, now the number two and number five guy we have in your division. Fuck you, Manel cop. Um, (laughs) We like Manel cop. Fuck you. Has he fought Kai? But not, but not really. He has not fought anyone. No, No, I'm saying on this show, we like Manel cop. The UFC doesn't like him. Apparently. I think, I think, no, no, no. I like Manel cop. I think he's really talented. Yeah. I think he should beat someone like Matt Schnell or Alex Perez, then fight Nicolau or Roy Ball or Kai Carfrons. Mm. That's That'd be good. I, I like that. Nice. Flyweight, sort it out. UFC, get it done. Thank you for attending. That one is free. The next ones are not. No. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, Dos Anjos, however you want to say it. Come on. He beat Brian Barbarina pretty hard. We'll just call him RDA. It, no, this was never a fucking competition. No. You were so clear about that last week, and I was yeah. just like, I didn't didn't realize you felt that strongly about RDA. <laughs> like, this, was, this was never this was never a competition. Brian Barberina, who had 
massive size advantage over RDA was so overmatched in terms of skill. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, he was. So overmatched. Like, RDA just had to be like, okay, I'm going to take you down now, and it's over. That's that's all that had to happen. The only chance that Barbarina had was to turn it into a standing slugfest, which mm-hmm. we saw, not a slugfest, but in the main event, that's what it turned into. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, there was a clear advantage. The RDA just was like, hey, man, I can take you down whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like RDA's call out. He, I think he should fight McGregor. I do too. I think <laughs> I they think should fight at 170. That's the missing fight. They were I think supposed they should to fight. fight. I think they should fight. They were supposed to fight for the belt. Like if 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 RDA's foot hadn't had problems, McGregor never would have fought Chad Mendez for the interim belt. Like that fight was the belt fight for McGregor to get it for the first time, and it never happened. So I'm okay. for it. I like right. it. I don't, I don't think I knew that. McGregor's gotten so big too, so he's gonna fight at welterweight. He's not on PEDs. So <laughs> oh, he's not. I think. I mean, according I to him, and, and yeah, and um, RDA's he's, he's on. He's on that good protein. Yeah, creatine right. combo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and RDA's ranked, so it would keep Connor relevant. If but he you're saying at 170, but RDA's ranked yeah. at 155. He's not yeah. ranked at ah, welterweight. Shit. Well, it, that doesn't matter though. I, you know, Connor is ranked at 155, so just move them both up. It's fine. Um, they could market that, you know, the fight that never yeah. was. No, so. and I hearing you explain it that way, I'm on board. It, it is getting weird where everybody just walks to the microphone and is like, I want to fight Connor. Um, yeah, it's a way safer fight for Connor than Michael Chandler. I'll say that. Yeah, and I think this would be a better alternative. For for Connor too, especially if he was going to fight at 170. But hey, that takes us into the main event of the evening. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson defeats Kevin Holland after round four because Holland's corner threw in the towel. I have uh, not seen that happen in the UFC. I, I can't remember the last time I saw a corner hey, throw in the I towel. I was thinking the same thing where they were like, you know what, we're done. Where they looked back at the ref and was like, no, yep, we're he's done. Out. Yep, his, so, hands, his hands busted. It's broken in like five places. He's going to have surgery. You guys know I'm a proponent of that, right? People people yeah. forget in in Fury Wilder 2, Wilder quit on the stool. His corner yes. threw in the towel. Mm-hmm. People yes. don't remember that because of how crazy the knockout in Fury Wilder 3 was. But I I think, to me, that's more honorable than letting someone just fucking kill you. Mm-hmm. Like know when it's not your day. Pack it in. It's fine. We see this in every other sport, right? They bring the first baseman to start pitching. We see the the fifteenth man on the bench in the NBA. We see the Rams' current roster. Just just throw it in. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And for Kevin Holland, like you got too much life in front of you to let this guy just fucking yeah work you like this. That it's, liver kick was so vicious. So vicious. And some of those like uh crescent kicks that he threw too mm-hmm. were so fast. And technical. Uh, so so and like he landed a few of them with Kevin Holland too, whether he broke it punching or blocking, probably a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thompson's face and Holland's broken hand make sense <laughs> because Thompson wore that fight a lot worse than than Kevin Holland did. Thompson got the sh- his face was battered by the end of that thing, and Thompson looked fine. But in terms of his face, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, but he was Thompson, getting pieced no, up. No, no, no. Holland matter. got pieced up and Thompson looked fine. Yeah. Oh, Holland yeah. looked fine. No, Holland's face looked up. okay. Thompson's face was a bit busted up, but that's a that's a testament more so to, to the power. To the power of Holland yeah. and what he was throwing in the strikes. His he 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 said it and he was correct. His right hand was a game changer. The problem was it we broke. don't know when it happened, but <laughs> he broke three bones in his right hand and he couldn't throw it yep and, and that probably also impacted his ability to grapple as well his his corner said like in the third round hey we need you to make uh, an mma actually fight. make an mma fight exactly we need mm-hmm. you to make it an mma fight take him down you know we can actually have a strong advantage i mean they said it multiple times this guy's a black belt under travis looter that's impressive and he didn't fucking use it once yeah which tells you maybe his hand was hurt when he got in there. Potentially. That, that or or he is so like, I just want to have a really good fight and make this a uh, yeah. a kickboxing match. Um, which <laughs> on one hand, we're like, so, okay, it's a long great. day at work against Steven Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> against good a guy show, who's though. coming looked- in and out and throwing switch kicks, spinning uh, uh you know, spinning back kicks and and landing with immense accuracy. His ability to go in and out, yeah. and then when he was countering, would he would go directly back to directly in with a left hand and hit every time. That mm-hmm. is, that is dangerous, and that's something that leads me to believe that you know Kevin Holland probably won't do this for a long time because he has that mentality of, I want to have fun, exciting fights. I'm not trying to just win. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fun, exciting fights, I th- I would love to see Michelle Pajeda and Steven Thompson. <laughs> uh, that's the fight. I don't, I, think that, I don't think that's the right fight. Well, I the think, thing is, like, Thompson's not going to take that fight, right? Because, <sighs> because Pajeda's not in the rankings that way. Yeah, is... What's Holland rank? What's Thompson ranked now? Well, uh, he was what five? He's sixth, and Pajeda, it, Michelle Pajeda is fourteenth. He's not going to take that fight. No, he's not yeah, after. He's fighting. not going to take that fight. And the <laughs> thing is, like, if he wants to have fights where he's able to show his skill, aka stand-up fighter versus stand-up fighter, who's he going to fight? Michelle Pajeda. <laughs> give him give him Jorge they've already fought so hey that'd be a good rematch though because I'm pretty sure Steven knocked him out or at least definitively defeated him in a UD and I believe that was right before Jorge had his big you know epiphany on that show on baptizing so, people yeah like that was Thompson was the one that triggered that like, why am I here? <laughs> um, so that that one actually might be really fun, I think. Uh, well, that does it for the re-recap. No, uh, no, no. There's one more. What? What is it? Did you guys watch this fucking Russian monster, Anatoly Malikin, on 1FC on Amazon Prime on Friday night? I didn't watch it. I heard yeah. that he just walked through his opponent. So en- elaborate, Dude. enlighten us on this. Dude. So one FC is one FC is weird. Um, I, I don't know if I liked it. 
because like the the co-main was a, a grappling match um i'm trying to pull up the other guy i'm sorry it was between uh these rotolo brothers who or, or sorry one of the two of them although both of them were on the card um and uh why is it not giving me all of his fights that's annoying um and so that was interesting-ish, but really it was 10 minutes kind of of nothing. Um, the the <laughs> grappling match before that. So then this, so Rene de Redeer, speaking of the, the Dutch, he's from the Netherlands. I am assuming a real pipe on this guy. Just a fucking <laughs> hog, okay? Um, he had gone submission, 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 TKO, TKO, sub, 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 Technical sub, KO, decision, <laughs> sub, decision, sub, technical sub. Uh, oh, over the last 10 years. Never lost to anyone in his life. And then this Malikin guy gets in there and just <laughs> annihilates him. And 1FC, they have like their sort of alternate reality version of Dana White. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen him. Uh-oh. It's like, dude, don't, I don't, I don't know what, what you're, don't do that. You're annoying me. But uh, <laughs> this Deridier guy who was flat out unconscious on the mat when the broadcast ended, mm-hmm. like it was bad. And this Malikin guy was untouched and the whole thing took, I mean, it went four and a half minutes, but it really didn't go four and a half minutes. It was aggressive. Um, he's only 5'11". They have him weighing in at 265. I'm almost certain he weighed 223. It got me thinking, like, in light heavyweight, I don't think he's hearing a peep out of anybody in the UFC. No. Dang. I think he he club and sub, except just the club part. Although Ooh. he does, he has eight knockouts and three submissions. He's 11-0 in his career. Um, I think Yuri Prohaska, Teixeira, Blahovich. I don't think any of these guys have any anything for him damn yeah pretty impressive i gotta get on the pfl train then shit or one fc one fc yeah more on it i know that uh johnson marice four is gonna happen so that'll be cool and it's the first time they've ever had a fight in the united states yeah and it looks like it's johnson marice three they're one and three yeah that'll be dope i'm excited ah was that all of them then? Was that the re-recap? I think so. Re-recap. Re-recapped. Well, before we dive into the PNP picks for UFC 282, um, <laughs> we got to change the name of this thing. Yeah. It's no longer the Dom Dome. What is it, Aaron? Tell the people. What did we come up with? I, I didn't. I don't have it with me in front of me. It's the Sanctum of Truth. Yes, this is going to be known as the Sanctum. The Dom of Dome Truth. is also known as the Sanctum of Truth. The Sanctum and, uh, of Truth. All are welcome. All are welcome. We yes. are a welcoming place. Um, <laughs> if you are open-minded, so are we. It's red wine tonight, gentlemen, and there is some. Uh, my, you know, my my lovely wife uh makes a a better version because i mean granted it's not hard there's uh what uh 
I keep wanting to say Chipotle Cheesecake Factory <laughs> makes a chicken Chipotle pasta. Okay. Mm. And she does a much better version of that. That's on the stove tonight. There's red wine everywhere, local and from New Zealand. Um, again, smoking only in designated areas. And all I ask is that you you are open to the truth. Welcome to if you the are sanctum. open to the truth, all are welcome here. Whatever, whatever, okay. whatever your creed or orientation may be. Yeah. We we are loyal to the truth. That is true. <laughs> Almost sounds like a secret society. It's not the a sanctum cult. Of, sanctum of truth. It's not a cult. Mm-mm. No, we I said shirts. secret society, not a cult. It's it's kind of a cult. We need shirts. <laughs> <laughs> we need shirts for no. Our you cult. you got to be a five year member of the cult. The sorry, the group to get a to get a shirt. Yes, in this. Uh, while we're in the inner sanctum today, yes. there's yes, a lot I've of... allowed you both in. Welcome. Thank you. I mean, it's it's awesome in here. How do you these, find the humidity? These uh, robes are warm. The robes are warm. Yes, we warm the robes. That's right. Is yours yours is monogrammed, right? Yeah, it's got, okay, it's good. got my my new initials on it. That, yes, it does. <laughs> I love it. I want one. A H, right there. Uh, on this segment. In the sanctum of truth, is that how we do? It? Is it? I don't sure. Know. Yeah, I like it. We let's talk about James Krause and all the betting and gambling and shit mayhem. Half of Canada can't bet on UFC right now because their commissions are worried about fucking fight fixing. Yep. And on top of that, a local promotion in Missouri has banned James Krause as well from participating in any of the events. And fun fact is that local promotion used to use his name to promote the events. Really? Because, because he is know from that. <laughs> Missouri. That came out today. I they knew he was from Missouri. Him. I didn't know about the promotion part. They banned him from participating in any of the events, which is wow, fucking wild. As I said, he's getting, he's getting the full Pete Rose right now. There must be a level of depth and like nefariousness to this that like we're not seeing or at least that I'm not seeing. No, I would argue we are seeing it. We are seeing we are seeing it without anyone saying it. This reaction has been so aggressive for a coach that no uh-huh. one had ever heard of. Right. Am I am I wrong about that? I mean, outside of the diehards like us, I mean, we knew of James Krause. We knew what mm-hmm. he was doing at Glory MMA. He's mm-hmm. an up and coming coach. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. No, I'm not actually disagreeing with you. I will. I will allow that in the sanctum of truth. The issue okay. is, we are seeing. This is the UFC admitting that this is like an actual massive fucking problem without saying it. This is what happens. We see this. So, like uh, years ago, right? Reggie Bush and fucking sideways Pete Carroll. At, at USC, win the national title. It turns out Reggie Bush's family had a very expensive house that they couldn't, nobody could really figure out how they paid for. He wins the Heisman. He's one of the best college football players who's ever lived. They level USC's program, level it. <sighs> they they literally, it's, it has taken mm-hmm. them damn near 15 years to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what we're seeing, except it's an individual and whatever fighters are attached to him. Yeah. Um, it's well, I'm it's, like, I'm curious about where the, where the nefarious is no like he's not betting against his own fighters it doesn't matter he's, pa- he's passing insider information to people who are betting on or against his fighters it doesn't matter that's if true he's, 
if he's betting on his own fighters. I I even t- I used to not think this about Pete Rose. They they would say he'd never bet against the Reds. I, it doesn't matter. He has he mm-hmm. has influence over whether they win or lose. We have to protect the competitive integrity of the game. I think Pete Rose should have been allowed to bet on football. There was also some controversy about that. He has no influence over football bet away, mm-hmm. but you cannot bet on games because even if Pete Rose is going to know things about say the, you know, say the Atlanta Braves are in town to play the Cincinnati Reds. He's going to know things about the Braves lineup because what, what we have to remember is all these people know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these coaches, all these fighters, they're all connected. They've all trained together. They know mm-hmm. someone who trained with, that guy who's now attached to they it's the network gets pretty small yeah and so he has insider information he's making crazy money on his discord server where he yep. gives betting advice yep and he charges 50 bucks a month should we say that that you 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 said aaron that it was speculated that he was making 25k a month on that's, his discord that's if 10 percent of his discord members are paying for the service Let's say it's five. He's making 12 and a half grand a month just on a discord. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. That's pretty fucking good. Right. Yeah. And like, he's, and I feel like, you know, this guy, if he wasn't working in it, he'd just be a fucking betting genius. You know, he'd get out there. He can read. No, he wouldn't. Right. Okay. And so in your version of reality, which I am now ejecting you from the sanctum of truth, <laughs> oh no. Nancy Pelosi's husband has never engaged in insider trading, right? He's just the best stock investor has. of all time. Why do why do you think they won't pass any laws? Of course he has. So so <laughs> Krauss is not a genius better. He has insider information. But yeah. I also and, and at this level, a, he has an advantage. And at this yeah. level, the margins are razor thin. So if you know that that guy's pinky finger is compromised. It's his enough. opponent has an advantage has an yeah. advantage it's enough so and, so when you say he's just a genius gambler he's not because if he wasn't the coach connected the way he is he wouldn't know 99 percent of the shit he knows max oh, griffin said as much on the show yeah he like he he's got what is he's like um the what's his name what where's varies <laughs> he has birds oh, from game of thrones yeah he has little yeah, birds absolutely if you will yeah Varys. And that that's Varys, the yeah, unit little birds. Yeah. Yeah. That's he has no dick, but he's got birds. Is he, he lost his balls, I thought. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. He's got no balls, but he's got yes. birds. Yeah. But so like that all makes sense. You know, if I know somebody at a gym and I know somebody's compromised and they're keeping it on the down low. Yeah, sure. Uh, but like the same sort of stuff can happen wherein that fighter with a broken pinky can tell his sister who has a cousin who knows somebody who's connected to James Krause. That has nothing to do with it being insider. It's just, there was something there and it became known. The problem is he knows way more than everybody else. Right. So it's one of the problems. Yeah. Does he have an advantage? Yes. Like, well, I don't know. Have we seen what his gambling record is? He's not. Oh, th- I don't from what I know, they know specifically what that is. They're great, but like, he's not obtaining like private information that's being withheld secretly by well, a doctor. He, sh- he sure, he sure is because you know? he knew about Derek Manor's injury, right? And that's the thing is like that's the biggest thing is yeah, the doctors um checks whatever they're doing pre-fight 
Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're you're saying you're visibly disclosing this information like, yes, I am hurt. Mm-hmm. You're going through that. And the fighter, who we all know, most fighters are trying to prevent their fight from being canceled. They need the money. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the other they big need the problem. Money. So they don't make they're like, yeah, no, I'm fine. When the doctor has to go off of feedback from the patient and the patient says, yeah, that feels fine. Okay. You're good to go. You're cleared to fight. When in reality is like, I I tore my ACL (laughs) and, and I'm, I'm going to lose this fight for sure. And then hypothetically is, all right, so how do we maximize the situation? All right, we know you're fucking hurt. You're not going to win this fight. This guy doesn't win by knockout. Yeah. Let's bet on a first round knockout because that's a huge prop. For you to lose. Yeah. Right. And then we'll just cut you in on some of that money so that we can help pay for your medical bills and your time that you're going to be away from not fighting and making any type of income. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Aaron, if you walked up to the sports book counter at the MGM Grand, for example, and you said, hey, I want to, and I'm, I'm literally going to make this up off the top of my head. And yeah. you said, hey, I want to put $50,000 on the... Uh, so many flags would go up. Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Atlanta Falcons and the Steelers are going to... No, sorry, that was last week. Um, <clears throat> on, on whatever the fuck, I want, you know, the Jets to beat the Buffalo Bills and they're going to cover the spread or or i want that plus the over and i want to put 50 grand they're going to be like i'm sorry your 50 grand is no good here because we've never seen you before and that is an oddly specific bet yeah and then you know eight hours after the bet it turns out oh josh allen's knee fell off well josh allen is the bills quarterback okay you knew that you clearly knew that because you wouldn't do that otherwise yeah in which case the fight was fixed in a sense his knee fell off the, it wasn't well, fixed in terms of how you're not wrong about that. The, you're not it, picking, it was the fight is the integrity of it is compromised. That way. Yes. The integrity is compromised. Yes. So it is more or less fixed. Yeah. So that type of shit. No, not going to happen. But if somebody's been watching fights for 20 years and engaging with fighters for 20 years and they have friends in camps, if they're not working in the camp. Yeah. I should let them bet. Problem is they work in the camp. Right. And I mean, Derek Minner's going to make five grand. He's going to owe a quarter of it, at least to his team. Mm -hmm. And if he knows he's going to lose and he needs money, that's a great way to find it in a different way. Probably. Well, there's, I mean, examples of this littered around professional sports. Aaron, do you know who Tim Donahue is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The NBA ref. Yeah. That it's the same thing. The NBA, he literally went to prison. It, yeah. The idea that he was the only ref doing it is insane. Mm. So the yeah. idea that James Cross is the only coach doing this is insane. This is this is the UFC telling all these other coaches, fuck around and find out. Yeah. And, I mean, Krauss on Ariel Hawani even at one point talked about how he made fucking rags compared. Like, coaching, he makes dog shit compared right. to gambling. Gambling is his main source of income, then Discord, you know, then the rest. But um, yeah, hey, we're going to see how it goes pending investigation as long as we get Brandon Moreno back. That's like my only big concern is like Moreno doesn't is going to stand by. Stand by him, I guess, 
So yeah, that's weird. And he's supposed to fight next month, right? <clears throat> yeah. And that's the thing is that they announced that anybody coached by James Krause wouldn't be allowed to compete. So what the fuck? Like they would have to get this thing figured out this month. They're yeah. not going to have somebody that is a interim title holder not fight, right? They're going to let Moreno fight. Who knows how like stubborn Moreno is going to be like, no, he's innocent. I'm going to stay with him. No, they're going to, the, the, the difference here. Well, they'll make him. It would be the ultimate. It would be the ultimate. Hey, we're serious about this. If they cancel that fight or forced Moreno to, to step away from James Krauss, because you could make the argument that between him and Figueredo, it's so high profile for the organization all of their fights have been very close. It's it is not clear which of the two of them is better. So what? Assuming everyone is healthy, maybe you give them both a deeper medical check going into the fight week or whatever. But I if mean, the UFC could, does that, their due diligence, I you know I don't know. Doesn't that feel like they're just not taking the hardline stance, which is kind of what the assumption is right now? Well, I'm saying what if done. they do that, I don't know that they're going to do that. They have a, there's a long time between now and January 21st where they can figure this out. But as we've seen in recent history with the fucking Kamzat, Nate Diaz fiasco. And this week where mm-hmm. we have a, a interim title fight between two guys, no one cares about because Yuri Prochaska's shoulder fell apart. Like oh, title fight, not even interim. That's yes, right. Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. Just vacated. for the vacant title. So yep. it's, so he won't, whoever wins won't be undisputed, I suppose, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a strange, they find themselves in a position they don't want to be in. Yeah. Um, And it'll be interesting to see how they deal with it because things have pretty much gone the UFC's way since the last couple of years, yeah. since they were the first cool. ones back during COVID, et cetera. And that's the thing is like, I think that's why they were taking such a hardline stance or what the UFC is because they don't want to lose that kind of equity that developed since mm-hmm. being one of the first sports back and putting on some type of like sports entertainment while the rest of the world or the US was just yeah. like hey we're not doing anything right now it's like you know what fuck this we're going to figure out a way to get this done and now they're losing some of that integrity in Canada I mean, fucking blame Canada, right? <laughs> take a South Park. Canada game. is not welcome in the sanctum of truth, by the way. It, it's just like, you know what? We can't trust the UFC. We're going to ban all betting because of one fucking person. Um, if the UFC says like, hey, this person and their fighters that train on this gym are not going to be competing, why would you take such a hardline stance? I mean, that's just indicative of what Canada does. Um, yeah, fair. Canada like says you know they see something that happens in a small margin of a certain sector and goes you know what the whole sector is banned yeah yeah (laughs) um I don't know I'm I mean I I I don't know I'm (laughs) I I I personally I think James Krause is a good coach Mm -hmm. but what Aaron said is true like hey man just fucking stop coaching and just bet on UFC and then what you said Dom is also true like probably the reason why he's successful is the way he does is that he does have some insider information there has to be some type of network between mm-hmm. like coaches and, and camps and like just talking of course and the fact that he is. is 
Yeah. He's at like fight week and the, and then he gets to see all this stuff that we don't get to see is yeah, like oh so and so is like you know, he's definitely not 100%. So I'm betting on him to lose or I'm betting on somebody to finish it. Um I don't know like yeah and they know a lot of sucks. they know the same massage therapists you know nutritionists like there's so many different people who could have information that can make money off of it in this way this this would be like a pitching coach watching their starter warm up and be like oh his slider is not sliding today yeah. And then running into the clubhouse and texting a bookie like, hey, put 50 grand on Seattle or whatever, because yeah. they're going to light this fucking guy up. Right, they know that stuff. The, it's if always you, the angels. If you listen to, yes, it is. If you listen to, and you know what, the angels, the angels are the team that would be caught up in a scandal like this. So, um, yeah, where does, where does fucking Garrett Cole get all of his sticky stuff from an angels clubhouse guy, whatever. I'll just go fuck myself over here while I try to come up with $2.2 billion <laughs> to buy the fucking team. Mm. Uh, anyway. Um, if you, there's some podcasts where professional athletes are, are like more candid than other times. And they know they'll, they'll say like, Oh yeah, I knew I got, I, I knew, I know for sure when the St. Louis Cardinals show up, I'm getting shelled. It's just the way it goes. Or they'll say like, yeah, I, I, we get the schedule and we look at our, our 17 NFL games and we circle the ones we know we're going to win. We circle the ones we know we're going to lose. And we try to figure out the margins. It's, it's just, they, they're not dumb. Like no. they, they put on the confident front, but they know when someone else is better than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the way it is. I'm very curious as to how it will all work out. I wonder what all the investigations will reveal about the hidden network. And if we probably is... won't hear too much of it. I wonder if other coaches will become involved, you know, like Eugene Behrman is one of the discord members, you know, like, holy fuck, what's going to happen, you know? Um, so I'm curious kind of to see where it goes. That's Should true. I close the sanctum wait, doors? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Was oh. Eugene Behrman really one of the people on the discord? No, I'm just making oh, okay. that up. Like, oh, yeah. like, what the fuck? Who knows That's what a hypothetical. The, yeah. It's <laughs> like, who knows what coaches at which camps are in it? you know uh right so it uh, the investigation will show so much i'm he, very he curious needs to he needs to make a choice and then i would like you said i would probably highly lean into going back to that right and just yeah <laughs> fully betting on mma be a new well new guy it it also shows a, to some extent or we will find out, I suppose, because Brandon Reno's, you know, pretty high profile. The simple fact is Sean O'Malley can get away with stuff that say Jack Shore. I'm just literally choosing two people from Bantamweight, except that it's true. Sean O'Malley can get away with stuff that Jack Shore can't. Jack Shore yeah. is 14th in Bantamweight. No one's heard of him. Sean O'Malley is a huge star. The rules Jack, are different for him. Jack Shore is awesome. Jack, yeah. yeah, but he doesn't have the same rules as Sean no. O'Malley. True. Yeah. You know, if if Patrick Mahomes is late to practice, that actually just means that practice started at this other time. <laughs> but the seventh yeah. receiver on the list gets cut. Gets cut the, because not everybody has and, and here's the thing that's okay because you aren't Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. It, uh, um, unfortunately, be on time to practice, I suppose. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fun stuff, fun things. We should probably make picks.
Yes. Picks. Let's, uh, let's and now it's time for the Pretty Me Podcast Picks. Yeah. Oh, fun things. This Saturday, December 10th, from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, UFC 282 will happen. Lots of fun fights on it. Um, all the way from the early prelims up to the main event, which will crown a new light heavyweight champion in the UFC to fill the vacant title at 205. That fight between mm. Jan Blahovich and Magomed Ankalaev will be fantastic. But uh, let's look at some of these early prelims first. Uh, fight pass, fun things, some bantam weights, Cameron Samen, Stephen Kozlow. <laughs> Vinicius Yeah, right. Two shadows. Vinicius. Vinicius. Vinicius? What Vinicius. a fucking cool name. <laughs> My name Salvador. is Vinicius. I am so Vinicius. Yeah, Vinicius Salvador. Salvador. He was definitely a Slytherin with a name like that. Um, Absolutely. I mean, whatever the equivalent of the um, South American Hogwarts yeah. Academy. Yeah. Oh, there probably is one. Which, uh, by the way, like we're we're doing a rewatch right now because. Harry Potter is is kind of synonymous with Christmas time since like the school year goes through Christmas. Sure. Uh, we just finished Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling the spirit right now. Yeah. Feeling, v- feeling so good. Vinicius Salvador. He's right there. You're with saying you. that sounds like a Harry Potter name? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's definitely Vinicius and not yes. Vinicius. <laughs> yeah. I like Vinicius. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but I'm but I, keep I mean it Vinicius. is like it. We, we would definitely put him into the Slytherin house, right? Mm-hmm. If he were being sorted right now. Yeah. With a name like that, for sure. He's <laughs> fighting Daniel Da Silva, another yeah. billion. Yeah. TJ Brown looks like he came straight out of the late 90s with that fuckboy haircut <laughs> and dye job. Like, Jesus Wasn't, Christ, dude. <laughs> there used to be a different fighter named Downtown TJ Brown. You remember him? Uh, no. No, I... All I can see is this guy's fucking head. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Get back to 98 degrees or whatever that band was. was it, it was 98 degrees. And that dude, now that he's married to uh, his now wife, did you know, fun fact, like off the topic, that they have the same birthday? Who? <laughs> um, Nick Lachey? Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, not born on the exact same day, but they were born <laughs> on the same day in the year. Yeah. That's a nice coincidence. Yeah, how about that? And this guy, TJ Brown, reminds me of the band 98 Degrees and also of Jessica Simpson because Nick Lachey was originally married to... Okay. Yeah. I have two things for you. Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready? Do it. Uh, We talked about like 2004 Lindsay Lohan, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jessica Simpson... Peak Lohan, Jessica Simpson, circa like two thousand three, yeah, three four, two thousand two, yep. maybe. When when was when was peak Jessica Simpson? Three four. Oh, it was definitely like two thousands. Jessica Simpson, two thousand two, on this Dream Chaser cover. <laughs> I don't know what Dream Chaser is, but <laughs> Dream Wetter cover. I, you mean? I don't know. <laughs> Put her on the list. I, uh, 
Uh, it might be called the Jessica Simpson list. She was on the cover of Maxim in 2000. January 2002. And uh, my God, <laughs> Jessica Simpson. Anyway, where were we? Billy, Billy Q and Alex H. Yeah, Billy Q, Alex Hernandez. That'll be a brawl. I like that one. Uh, I would take Billy Q in that. I just like his like his grappling a little bit better. Action man Chris Curtis is back. He's fighting mm-hmm. Joaquin Buckley. That'll be an adventure. I think the odds might have that one wrong. Joaquin's currently a flip favorite. Uh, minus 155. I actually like Chris Curtis in this one. I think Chris Curtis gets this done soundly. This is, this is weird because neither of them is actually like Chris Curtis is not the 15th best middleweight in the world. He's just mm-hmm. happens to be ranked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think he'll, I think he'll do well in this one. Okay. Uh, Edmund Shabazian coming back. Edmund uh, Shabazian and Jack Hermanson are the same person. Yeah, they very well might be. They just transition face a little bit. <laughs> Ryan, what's the stone beer? Uh, stone IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that, that's a Mount Rushmore. It it really doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. Beauty. Uh, Paul Rosas Jr., the that's youngest the guy USB who was uh, fighter. signed at 17. Nice. Yep. Now he's 18. Another fighter out of Mexico, too. Mm-hmm. Jake and now Karin. he's fighting somebody he's probably going to beat. But uh, did hey. you guys watch his... Uh, he's hungry, Did you guys man. watch his fight? He's hungry. Couldn't tell you. Maybe yeah. I did. I don't remember. He's hungry. Uh, and he's pretty sound. I mean, complete MMA. If he can go in there and, and keep it together and has that same hunger, he'll win. Yeah, I'm concerned about watching his contenders fight. Him overcommitting or being yeah. too overly aggressive because mm-hmm. he's fucking 18. Mm-hmm. That somebody is just going to be composed and be able to uh, capitalize on that. Little Chase Hooper action. Yeah. yeah. Um, makes sense. Could happen. But I think what they're doing is they're matching him appropriately to where he's probably going to win this fight. And I would. I would probably bet on that, but uh, that's my concern is that you got somebody with a not fully developed prefrontal prefrontal cortex. That's wild to think about now. And he's going to get punched in it. He's getting, he's getting (laughs) punched. And then like, this is what he wants to do. And I I think he'll win, but I'm, I'm concerned about his immediate future. Yeah. I think you're right. I think they're developing him. I think they're going to put him against good competition for him. Uh, but I think they'll take it a little slower. I don't think Man, they want to. Bantamweight is a tough place to be. Dude. Yeah, it is. It is. Luck, it is guy. a piranable. Good luck. It is a piranable. Jorginho. Mm-hmm. Jorginho yeah. versus so Chris Isn't Dawkins. this one not happening? Heavyweight. Or OSP isn't happening? OSP is not happening. Okay. Yeah. This is over under one. three and a half minutes on this fight. Over. Okay. I'm going I think over. over. And I think Chris Dawkins yep. wins it. I do too. I you think like he, the dog there. Interesting. Yeah. I think Chris Dawkins is going to find a way to 
to finish it towards the end of the I mean, second. it's not it's not crazy. Yeah. No. Chris Do- Chris his brother, his brother maybe more so than Chris has a way better ground game, but Jarzinho's uh he's a one-trick pony. Whereas Chris Dawkins can naturally grapple. So as long as he avoids the one-shot hit, then I think Dawkins wins this fight. And that's not a ringing endorsement for Dawkins. He's not the best fighter ever, but he's better he's than Jorginho. <laughs> he's definitely that's not true. the best fighter okay. ever. Yeah. Weird. I do think you're right, though. He's, he's not, better not than... A, not a, not, I'm not, not too bold right there in saying that. Okay. No. But you're, I think you're spot on though that he's, uh, Dacus is just, he's got it. He's, he's more complete. Dude, the I main think. card though is like a fucking diehard's delight. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is a diehard's delight. That is such a good way to say it. Moving into that main card, it opens with Bryce Mitchell, number nine, Ilya Tapuria, number 14. Give me Bryce Mitchell. Is that say plus 145 plus, or 105? 115. Plus 115. One, 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 yeah, on, give me that all day. I think the same thing. I think if no this way. winds up. I, I think Deporia knocks him the fuck out. That's what. That's the problem I have is that like Ilya could put Bryce away if this stays up. But fights will kind of find their way to the ground. Mm. A club and sub is not going to work for Ilya in this. No, a club and sub does not work. Taporia has fought at 155, but he is a beast at 145. He is huge for that okay. weight class. And if if Bryce Mitchell cannot take him down, which I don't think he's going to be able to do, Taporia is going to fuck him up. Hey, I might jump on that train with you because, like, Ilya, I can see that happening. Like, that's exactly how I see it happening for Ilya, if that's what happens. I just get pulled into that. Fights end up on the ground. But yeah, this one might look, not. Let's be honest. I think Bryce Mitchell on the ground is a smothering force. Yes, he His is. ability to just control movement mm-hmm. and, and put threaten. people in the in the worst possible position to where he can just work his ground and pound, which is developing. It's not ne- necessarily his strong suit, but his ability to smother their ability to sweep get back to their feet. He puts mm-hmm. them in bad positions. Yep. He works for works for submissions pretty consistently. Um, his problem is his ability to take people down is not great. And the way that he does that has been through yeah. some of the stand-up. Which 3.4 not, takedowns per 15 minutes is not terrible. He trips. Not terrible, but I mean, notwithstanding his last fight, his mm-hmm. level of competition. Nah. The best. Well, I was just looking at that. Neither is Tapuri is though. Yeah. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But this is definitely the biggest challenge for both of them, except that Bryce fought Edson Barbosa, but well past his prime. Yeah. And I, Edson Barbosa, we know, is like he's a stand-up fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's also shown the ability to be taken down and put into oblivion, a la uh, God. Gaethje. No, 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 not Gaethje. I mean, he did that against Gaethje too, but I'm thinking of uh, Khabib. Khabib, yes, thank you. Edson Khabib Barbosa or... ragdolled, or sorry, got ragdolled by Khabib in a way that I've never seen before. Right, and he was telling him, like, it was so aggressive. I must beat you, I must beat you, I must win the title. 
Uh, I think Ilya Tapuria, the the fighters coming out of Georgia are just next level. We saw it. We saw it uh, just last week with Roman Delize. Mm-hmm. We are seeing it with uh, the gentleman out of the New Jersey camp that I can't think of right now. Punch a hole in his chest. The Georgian who fights at 135. Marab. Marab. Oh, yeah. Ely. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. These are all Georgian fighters. They're they're. They're almost like the next wave of Dagestanis, even mm. though the the wave of Dagestanis is still oncoming. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's still it's still an onslaught of Dagestanis right now, but I feel like Ilya Toporia is going to make a pretty big statement in this fight. That'd be great. I'd love that. I think it'd be fun. It, regardless, it's going to be it's a great matchup. I think that's a good style matchup, and I think it will be fun. Because it'll have that element like when Charles fought Gaethje. It's a uh, great, it's a great this, uh, main card opener. If Elia fucks up once in trying to demolish Bryce Missile and goes to the ground, there's there's opportunity yeah. for yeah. upset. And I love that. We're gonna That'd see a fun. third twister, right, from Bryce Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only hope so. <laughs> if it goes to the ground, like if it goes to the ground, Bryce Mitchell, he. he He's he's a fish in water, mm-hmm. but otherwise, yeah. I got hey. I have concerns. Yeah, I think you're on it. I think Elia could get that done. Anyway, moving up to the next fight, middleweight Darren the Gorilla Till fighting Drickus Duplessis. That'll so, be what's going to happen to Darren. <laughs> have either of you seen Embedded yet? No, I have not. It's not the best, right? They don't have the best person. They're really leaning into Patty pretty hard. Um, Darren Till's coach, though, in episode two, called him, and I quote, the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I just, I don't get that. I don't um, particularly either. So <laughs> I actually think this is a pretty even match myself. Actually, I actually think mean, Rickus runs through Darren Till. Really? It just runs through? Certainly him? could happen. I think Rickus is a very aggressive fighter. Mm-hmm. And he's also, I think, going to be the much larger fighter, given that Darren was fighting previously at 170, even though he was really more well suited for 185. Mm-hmm. Rickus looks like a light heavyweight. And Rickus with his level of aggression and in his previous fight, his ability to take damage um, and be able to return that, I feel like he's just going to... It, it's not a good fight for Darren, in my opinion, coming I back agree. from a long a long layoff from injury. To fight an action fighter as Drickus is and his, uh, his aggressiveness and is willing to press the, press the issue, press the pace... I I see Drickus winning this um, via stoppage. Mm-hmm. I actually think so, it might be early, too. So you have to go back to 2017 when Darren Till beat Cowboy. And then 2018 when he beat Wonderboy to go to, like, when Darren Till was the new hotness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since then, he lost to Woodley Masvidal. He beat Gastelum, lost to Robert Whitaker, lost to Derek Brunson, like... I don't know. Mm. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't. He's either. the sacrificial lamb. He's he if we don't have Darren Till, we can't have Islam Makhachev or Sean O'Malley or or any of these other kind of up and comers that they've are, are probably ultimately Bo Nickel. These guys that they've handled correctly, whereas Darren Till was not handled correctly. Yeah, Darren Till was uh, Darren Till was fast tracked before he ever really could have accommodated that level of competition. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Yeah, I think this will either be a reignition for Darren or a real platform for. Plus, he also had that weird thing where he wasn't his girlfriend really sick, and then he got her tattooed on his neck. But they'd only been together for like three weeks or something strange. Um, there's something weird behind it. There's something (laughs) weird. He's an interesting fellow. I will say that. Definitely. Uh, Another interesting fellow is Robbie Lawler who was supposed to be fighting Santiago Ponzinibbio, this next fight on the card. But Lawler had to pull out, and Alex Morono is stepping in. I like Alex Morono. Uh, Santiago's been looking great, though. I think this is a, a too much of a step for Alex. Uh, this should be pretty one-sided for Santiago, and it should be a mauling. Like, it really should be. Uh, but Alex is surprising. I I would never say no to Alex. I mean, he beat Donald Cerrone, kicked the shit mm-hmm. out of him. You know, Al- Alex end, Morono but... is a gamer, right? He is. He's he's up for the challenge. Yep. He's like Ally Son- Quinta in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah. No, that's that's a good comparison yeah. actually because yeah, he's that. he's always coming in. He's ready to fight. He's going to press mm-hmm. the action at welterweight. Mm-hmm. I would say Alex Morano Morono looks really soft. Mm-hmm. He does. Like if he was on a really good like strength conditioning slash diet, he could probably make 155. Mm-hmm. Um, Santiago Ponzinibbio, on the other hand, is somebody who's huge for the division. Yeah, and I could see fighting at 185. The prop, the only caveat I have I have here is that Santiago was out of the fighting game for some time, right? Mm-hmm. With extended injury. And when he came back, he's had a mixed result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... he got Rob Vaunted to death. Rob Font <laughs> jabbed him to death. No, well, no, Rob Font was right. at 135. So uh, that's like a huge, that's a huge difference. I'm thinking of somebody way. else then. Ponzinibbio? Yeah. Ponzinibbio? Are you thinking of Jeff Neal or Neil Magny? One of them, I think. Yeah, one of them, I, I think it was actually Neil I Magny. think it was Jeff Neal. Yeah, it was uh, Jeff Neal. December Jeff 11th, Neal 2021. That was my birthday. Yeah. Hey. There you well, go. still is my birthday, but that was on my birthday. Um, hey, you too. I was, forget that you guys are a week apart. It so was Jeff Neal. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan, when is yours or when was yours? The 19th. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do dual. Next week is a birthday <laughs> episode and the week after that. Two Shit. weeks. It's a birthday <laughs> month. That's what we do for my wife. We do a birthday month. Because <laughs> when is her birthday? Uh, June. Yeah. See, my wife could really care less about her birthday. And every year I'm like, let me one year though, I did send her and my sister to uh uh Waco, Texas to see all the mm-hmm. Chip and Joanna Gaines stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was that was <laughs> a wife, win for me. My wife's <laughs> also in June. They're not the same day, and we never knew, right? Uh would that be the 18th? Holy shit, that was close, the ninth. Okay. I thought you were gonna so, say the eighth. Gemini's though. They're uh they're a unique breed. They're gonna die twice. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh good luck, Alex. 
I'm cheering for you. Um, Why is that fight third? Because on the main was, card, it was that, supposed that, to be that, that should yeah. change. Honestly, that should change because it mm-hmm. was Robbie Lawler to be in the uh, feature bout. Feature yeah. bout. Yep. And, and you know what? I Lawler would have been a better fight. That would have been a much more compelling match, like Lawler and Sante uh, and Ponzinibbio. But, but I like. But we Barato. also take into account. Mm-hmm. That it, this the, the main event wasn't originally the main event. That was the yeah. co-main. <laughs> so like yeah. everything's getting moved up. Yes, yeah. true. That's true. Uh, moving up into the co-main, the now co-main, Patty the your, Batty Pimblet, your new back. favorite fighter without uh, TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> <laughs> You're hundred percent right. Uh, is fighting Jared slash Gordon. You love Patty. What are you talking about? Do you not? No. You are you are batty for Patty. I I I feel like you're you are the reason I know about. I mean, I would know I about him, but Jordan. Well, I've known about Patty for years. You are the one who introduced me to him. Okay, on this very show, that is fair. Years before Patty was in the UFC, I was like, mm-hmm. Patty's coming. He's going to be huge. Uh, while he was fighting in the UK, he yeah. I, we're all just kind of pretending that he's enough. a big star, but carry on. Yeah, but. He's definitely not my favorite fighter, but he's well, been on my radar. Right. Adrian Yanez is or whatever the fuck. Probably. Ridiculous. Uh, this is a fun one, though. Jared Gordon is not to be fucked with. I think Jared Gordon's going to beat him. I don't think that's impossible. I, I don't. I picked Jordan Levitt, remember, against me yes. last time. Um, but Jared Gordon, uh, I like what they're doing with Patty. Giving him nice steps. I, I don't think I think this is a competitive match. I really do. Uh I'm gonna pick Jared though. I'm gonna I am hammering, Jared. hammering that plus two ten. That's a good value bet. Mm-hmm. And Patty's getting the public money. Mm-hmm. And I think he finishes it. I think he finishes the fight. Really? Too. Yeah, I do. I think he I knocks think him out. Whichever way it goes, it's a finish. Yeah, I think it's a knockout. And I, I think Jared's gonna do it. Patty says he's going to finish him in the first round. He has not lied so far. He said he was going to uh, teabag Jordan Levitt, and he did. So the 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 problem is that, that Patty gets hit. His uh, striking mm-hmm. defense is poor. It's very poor. That's not what Jaron Gordon's game is. Um, and that's why I think that Patty's going to win. Is he's going to he's going to eventually get himself into a scramble position where he gets the back that's where he's most dominant yep he's gonna try and submit him club and sub um yeah because you know jared's going to decision six Mm -hmm. out of ten times yep where where patty's not and patty is going to get hit he's definitely going to get hit be just by the way that uh jared is able to throw strikes Mm -hmm. um but i also think that that Patty's going to get himself into an advantageous position and be able to finish the fight. That I, th- I think it's going to be a submission. Okay. Um, probably second round for Patty. Yeah. I can see that. Do you think he has I, to survive a blitz? Yes. Yeah. I think you are correct. I actually, I love the plus 210. I, I kind of do think Patty by submission is how it goes. Mm-hmm. I just think the value is in plus 210. It's weird to me to think about Patty being in the same division as guys like Oliveira, Poirier, Gaethje, Darius, <laughs> and Michael Chandler, because <laughs> yeah. any one of them would 
fucking annihilate him. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of want to see that. Yeah. Like will, talk about it. surviving a blitz, Patty against Michael Chandler. My God. Yeah, he would be <laughs> he would be destroyed. It's, Gone. You you cannot you we keep saying Patty gets hit. That stops working really quick in this division. Patty against Jalen Turner, our guy Jalen Turner. Like, yep. Woo. Dude, Jalen Turner would Jalen Turner's coming on. And yeah. Jalen Turner is going to probably be a problem for most everyone in lightweight. I actually think Jalen Turner is a problem for Islam. I think stylistically in his body type. Shit, even Rafael yeah, Fazeev is in yep. this conversation. Yeah, like, and Mateus <laughs> Gamrot and Bill Tariush. Even so, Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker looked fucking great in his last Drakkar, fight. You know what? If Patty wins this fight, he should fight Drakkar close next. And Drakkar would fuck him up. And I think Drakkar would fuck him up. and But that would be a test. Because Jakar is not that high, you know. I think that the UFC my... just has to be careful with this with Patty. Really, it's what's the plan? Yep. Because Patty won't. He has been very open. He will not take a short notice fight. He makes more money outside of the octagon than inside the octagon. He's a barstool sports guy. Barstool, we're for sale. Yep. You need a good MMA show. We should be that show. Yes, we should. Um, we'll do it for less money than you think we will. <laughs> How What's the plan for Patty? We'll because, pay Barstool. <laughs> because as it stands, in fact, you can call this a Barstool show. You don't even have to pay us. Just put us on the platform. <laughs> as it stands, Patty has exactly zero chance really against anyone in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Patty against Islam is like fucking laughable. Whereas yeah. Bo Nickel against Israel Adesanya is not laughable. No, not yet. No. I'm not saying he'd beat him. I'm saying it's not crazy. Mm-hmm. And, he was supposed to be on this card, And too. sure as shit, Bo Nickel would fuck up Darren Till, who is the 10th-rated fighter in yeah. middleweight. So yeah. the Patty thing is weird. Is he just going to kind of be this character that the UFC has that kind yeah. of is always the featured co-main, and yeah. he sugar promotes sh- himself, and that's great? Yeah, he's a sugar Sean without the title contention well sugar sean is is going to be the champion in that division eventually I, yeah. so that's take the out, difference take out that sugar take sean out. beating aljamain sterling is not crazy patty pimblett beating islam is like fucking laughable yeah. islam would be like a plus or rather minus 1500 favorite yeah or more but patty would be equally as entertaining on social media and draw a lot of people and like i think he yeah, would be yes he's a personality you know he's out there yes. he has the star quality like he has what Ian Gary is missing. Like Ian mm. Gary was the new Irish Conor McGregor. Ian Gary's like, a good fighter, though. Great fighter. Um, and uh, but his personality is produced. He's acting <laughs> like the person saying. he's trying to be. Patty Pimblet's yeah, yeah. him. Patty Pimblet's natural charisma. Yes, he's a natural character. He'll be an actor and a representative for the UFC, and I think that's okay. As long as, but they got to give him appropriate fights that are challenging so that people respect him as much well, as they're so entertained. Like, in an ideal situation, Jared Gordon challenges him, but Patty wins, right? Yeah. That's what the UFC wants. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i not totally against that. We got to figure out Patty's hair. Yeah, he's got to do something about that fucking bowl or whatever it is. And the, and the whole ballooning up to like 2.30 thing, you know. Yeah, long term. Can you imagine? Here. So, like, so then what happens? Patty goes up to welterweight or middleweight. Can you imagine? You know so, what fucking Leon Edwards was due to him? It's not even. It's not even. There's a lot of welterweights. There's a lot. Oh my gosh! It yeah. would just be. 
I mean, uh, my. Yeah, I think this should be Shavkat against yeah. Patty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the fuck out of here! Not gonna happen. Not gonna no. fucking happen. I think uh, uh, this. Hopefully, it's a Patty show and it does well. I like. I like the entertainment he brings. Um, and you know, Jared Gordon, I don't think is gonna make a big name for himself by beating Patty Pimblet. You know, whereas Patty Pimblet's hmm. stage will microphone will only get louder. I see what you're saying. So, I don't disagree. It'll be fun. I'm more excited about the new light heavyweight champion potential here. Okay. Jan Blahovic, Magomed Ankalaev, number two versus number three, because Yuri Prohaska's out and Glover said no. So here we are. Does Jan get the belt back? I think so. I think he does. I love that plus 225 too. I really do too. And like Magomed is so smothering. He did have the loss to Paul Craig that we talked about last week where he was yep. submitted with like five seconds left. So I I think this has potential. I really do. I think Jan could put him away. Um, is this going to, this is going to be five rounds. Uh, and I think that's in Jan's favor with the experience in five round fights. I think the longer it goes, the better it looks for Jan. Uh, if he can, if he can escape the grappling of Magomed, which I don't know if he can. Fucking Dagestan, man. That would be interesting to see. I I like Jan here. I I I think Jan hits like a Mack truck. Um, Ankalaev. Mm-hmm. We haven't have we seen him fight someone of this caliber? Not really. He I beat guess. up Anthony Smith. He beat him up. Anthony Smith is not as good of a fighter as Jan Blachowicz. Nope. No. Um, Tiago Santos, Volkan Ozdemir, um, Nikita Krylov, Jan Kutalaba, Ankalaev again. This is a, this is a, wait, what? They have on the UFC's website, they have Kutalaba Ankalaev, but they have Kutalaba and should be Wait, on there what? twice. Oh, oh they, did they fight twice in a row? Yeah, first one was a no contest because... Sorry, I'm like all the way through this bottle. That was a um, Kutalaba playing like Koi. Yeah. Uh, and then the West I'll play Koi with you. But I mean, you look at Blachowicz <laughs> though. I mean, come on. He lost to Glover. No shame there. To, and he lost the belt. And that was the first time he had lost since uh, Tiago Santos sledgehammer in 2019. And I mean, look at that. He's, he beat Luke Rockhold. He beat Jacare. He beat uh, uh, Anderson, Corey Anderson. He beat Reyes. Reyes. He beat Israel Adesanya. Yeah. He, and then he lost to Glover. Like I think but that people, people, including us thought he was going to beat Glover. So, yeah. And then racket Ratchich, uh was that injury. The leg injury. Yep, that's right. Rackage was looking good in that fight, though. He was. He was. Yeah, Rackage really is a good, good fighter. Rackage is a good fighter. Yeah. So there, that... there is no. This could very easily be if Rackage's leg was working, right? Wasn't it a leg injury? Could be a loss. Yeah. This could, could be no. This could be Rackage on Goliath or mm-hmm. on Goliath. Yep. Not a hundred percent. It could be that. So. Yeah. So Ryan, honestly, how do you... I think I think that's what the UFC wanted. Yeah. What do you think Rocket happens? Alive? How does this play? Yeah. Um, with no disrespect to Polish power, 
Mm. I think if Ankalaev is De- deploys his strengths, which is the wrestling, the grappling, it, it's going to be his victory. Yeah. And then he's going to fight Fury. Blahovich. No, he's going to fight Blahovich. I'm sorry, Teixeira. Okay. Why am I saying Blahovich? Mm-hmm. He's going to fight Glover um, yeah. in the next fight because Yuri is going to be out for at least a year. Yeah. Right. Based Glover on what his injury and, said it was, he's going to be out for a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably international fight week, probably July. Glover right. and and uh, God, international fight event. week is shaping up to be a fucking banger next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, and the problem is, is that the Glover is going to be what 42, mm-hmm. 42 and a half. Father time. I mm-hmm. I I respect the fact that he declined the fight because of prep time. I don't want him to go in there and not get the best representation of Glover because I firmly believe for him, he he feels this fight is his last fight. Mm -hmm. So he wants to go out, represent himself the the best way possible. And if he wins the fight and he's like, you know what? I'm out. And I retired as the champion. Like that's, that's John Elway shit right there. Yeah. Nobody nobody would hold on. Well, I mean, you win the belt and you lose it uh, and you win on. it right back. That's a great way There to are names out. I will not have mentioned on this show. <laughs> you don't, you're not a fan of uh, retiring as champion, John Elway? Why are you a John Elway fan? <laughs> I'm not a John Elway fan. I'm just saying that's John Elway's shit. Of all the people who retired as champion, John Elway is the name you have? Well, he retired as back to back champ in his last two years in the nfl and then decided to call it quits that's okay. pretty impressive <laughs> all right can't think of any on the top of my head that retired as champs not at least not in football but shit, like of, like, i think that'd be a good really story good for all time players yeah i think that'd be a good story for glober you know i agree you, you walk you get up there you win the belt in a submission against the champ and then you uh lose it in a great fight with Yuri. Classic. Like classic. Shit. He could have. He should have won. He could have. He should have. He, he should have won that fight. If that if that goes to decision, he does win for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So like I think, yeah, you're you're on it. He's gonna pose a really great challenge to either Blahovich or yeah. Ankalaev. If, if you add an additional additional wrinkle to that, if he has to fight Blahovich, let's say Blahovich hits a hits Ankalaev with a right hand. Mm-hmm. Or left hand because and the lights go out. He yeah. he does that because that's to, what happens. To a lot of people. That's what he <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah, he's got Polish nine wins power. by submission though. Uh, we already know that Tishera has a proven record against Blahovich. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he even said that, like, hey, I'd be willing to fight Blahovich on short notice, but not Magomed. But oh, you wanted me to fight Uncle Lev? I can't do that. Yeah. Well, and it really should have been Blahovich to share because they're two and three. Mm-hmm. So if Yuri can't fight, that only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you give Ankalaev some other light heavyweight and just let him. Yeah, but Ankalaev was like they've had him like on that trajectory for a long time. So like he's like his loss to Paul Craig was so unexpe- unexpected, and so I think that him being in this spot is where they wanted him to be. The thing is, any heavy light heavyweight or heavyweight could get submitted by Paul Craig on any given day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that's that's not even that weird. I see this either Uncle I makes it look easy or Blahovich surprises people who aren't us. I don't see this as being some sort of close mm-hmm. back and forth. Yeah. It's going to be a clear winner one way or the other. Yeah. I I, I, I don't even think the fight goes all five rounds. No, probably not. Uh, but shit. Uh, well, I mean, so Dominic and I, you know, we both kind of lean in the yawn way. Um, but like Ryan said, I th- which I think you're right, it should be, it it kind of should be a mauling by Magomed with the grappling. He should be able to overpower him and and do the Dagestani thing. It just depends on the game plan, right? Yeah, Whether or not really he's does. that's that's what he wants to do. Yawn mm-hmm. uh, has shown pretty good defensive grappling and mm-hmm. offensive grappling, yeah. but against smaller competition. Yeah. Whereas Magomed, same size, the big boy. Yeah, that's gonna be a good card, gents. I gotta say, the UFC 282 is gonna be a good one this weekend. And uh, my wife is gonna be hanging out with a friend. She's having a ladies' night. Um, so I'm gonna be watching the fights. Pants oh, are yes, off. It's ladies' night. No pants. No pants. Oh, what a night. I'm getting on oh, Discord or chat with you guys while the fights are on. I'm gonna make some salty pretzels and some some cheese oh, or something. I don't know. We are doing Christmas with my wife's family on Saturday. And then Sunday, we are heading to Anaheim, where we will spend the night in a hotel, and then Monday at Disneyland as sort of our annual. My wife's parents and us have a sort of Christmas time Disneyland tradition, and then her brother and her sister and their spouses are coming this time, too. Um, Nice. And you heard it here first. I I really doubt my in-laws, who I don't even think know about the show. Listen, uh, my my wife's brother's wife is also pregnant. So they are and they are they are due a week from each other. So they will not be writing anything and eating all the snacks. Mm-hmm. And I will be writing everything because that's what I do. And yeah. uh, so <laughs> I will have the fights on in the background while we do like our Christmas thing. Cool. And and trying to marginally pay attention to the Christmas thing because I'm more interested in the fights. So uh, I want to close on this. I went to SoFi on Sunday. Yeah, SoFi, SoFi Stadium. Stadium. What was it like? I don't even know what it was like. <laughs> I was going to love it. I had decided I was going to love it before I went there. And then I got there and I was like, oh, my God. People came up with this. <laughs> How did... Everything about it is so well thought out and so well organized and so well spaced. I <laughs> I can't say, and I mean, and then you're like, oh, this is what $5 billion buys you. Got it. <laughs> now I understand the levels that exist in this world. And it was fucking ridiculous. That's it, it doesn't even, it, it doesn't even... Hey, well, aren't you guys gonna go there on the first it, day of 2023? I don't. I. I mean, maybe oh, we have to it's go. It's already out happened. On... I've already. Uh, I've already purchased tickets. So you what? <laughs> well, there you go. Ryan got y'all tickets. <laughs> happy, happy Christmas. No, 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 not happy Christmas. We will, we will sort that out later. Um, <laughs> hey, the question I have for you then is: Are you ready for the Baker Mayfield experience? <laughs> oh yeah, I am. I mean, Fuck Baker yeah. Mayfield. 
Let's go. Let's go Oklahoma. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's go Oklahoma. So it's a good move for two reasons, right? Because John Wolford is a joke. And uh well, and their third string is just a option. Is a rookie. Yeah. He and he he is he's a wildcat guy, is really what he is. Yeah. Um but they keep him from going to the 49ers, which is just a petty sort of like fuck you move that the Rams do because they don't like the 49ers. And when he signs somewhere else as a free agent, him being Baker, the Rams get a compensatory pick. Smart move all around. Yeah. Hey. And did you see that uh, Garoppolo avoided Liz Frank injuries so he could come yeah. back in the playoffs? Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting thing. Um, now, tell me this, Ryan. <laughs> Are the Chargers good or do they suck? Which no, they one suck. is it? They okay. Suck. <laughs> okay so they are on the playoff bubble it seems they're they're they'd have to win out and they hope. have to win out they would have to win out because think of uh who is in their way for a wild card the jets who won digit the jets are good miami miami is good right yes um uh, since baltimore's, baltimore's winning their division uh, but Cincinnati's in the same division, and Cincinnati is also good. They're both eight and four. Offensive jug- juggernaut, I would say. Um, Joe Shiesty. Hmm. New England was in that conversation. They're not really a threat. Well, New England right now has the tiebreaker over the Chargers because of win percentage in their conference. Right. The conference is the bigger the bigger factor. So the Chargers play the the Dolphins this upcoming Sunday, which is a huge game. Every game is a huge game for the chargers because they put themselves in this position Yeah, and they wanted to be more comfortable by beating the Raiders, which they didn't, which is, (laughs) which is ridiculous. But at the same time, like the culmination of injuries and just ineptitude with the chargers led them to this position Mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, there there's a lot of hype at the beginning of the season. This could be their year. Uh, their offensive line, which took a lot of hits, their starting left tackle, which is all pro as a rookie, is out for the season because of a torn bicep. Their all pro center is out here and there. They don't have a right tackle. That's garbage. Um, their linebacker core is garbage. They can't stop the run to save their goddamn life. Um, the people that they've released, um, who are now on the Raiders are thriving and flourishing in that system. So like that might just be improper scheme talent, but also could just be proper improper coaching. I I don't know. They suck. They suck. They suck. (laughs) They suck. And they're always going to suck. Um, they haven't won a championship in, since 1963 when it was just the AFL. They're just garbage. Like, what are they going to do? They're immensely talented. They have a huge payroll. They have a young coach. They can't win a fucking game. Everything they do when it comes down to certain decisions, they fucking fumble that. They're they're garbage. They suck. They, they are just pieces of shit. And they're always going to lose because of the Chargers. And, and every time that they have hope and they have young talent and you feel like 
there is a glimmer for the future. They just take a giant dump on their ch- on your chest, and and there you are left with cleaning up the mess. Well, unfortunately for the Chargers, I don't know that Brandon Staley is the answer because. On paper, there is no reason that this team isn't winning, um, at least at a better yeah. sort of percentage than they currently do. Um, they have an absolute solid gold, you know, worth the moon and the stars quarterback. Um, I don't think running backs are, are worth running backs are, are, you know, a diamond dozen, but Austin Eckler is as good as they come. Um, Keenan Allen is a completely serviceable sort of first option. He's not Devontae Adams. Um, who is who was on just a he's, different planet? So good. Um, I mean, Devontae Adams makes makes Derek Carr look like a you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know about the Chargers. I am excited to see SoFi as a as a Chargers home game and, and kind of see what the differences there are. Um, don't underestimate what a guy like Sean, Vick, Sean McVay can do with a guy with Baker Mayfield's talent because he has something. Um, you know, the, the Rams don't. Every good player they have is hurt. So except Bobby Wagner, who went fucking nuts on Sunday and the Rams could not figure out how to how to like win the game for him. But, you know, that's, that's going to be a good time. So I got to tell you what we did, Ryan. We we drove the Rams sent out an email on Saturday that was like, "Hey, you have tickets, and here's where you should do for parking." We drove to a lot in Gardena that is just past Cerritos. We got on a shuttle. It took us. We paid three dollars to park the car and four dollars each for the two of us to ride the shuttle round trip. So eleven dollars total, and it was glorious. <laughs> Nice. There was no traffic getting to the lot. There was no traffic coming home from the lot. Getting to the shuttles from from the stadium was perfect. It was, it was the way to go. Is SoFi the the outro for today? Then SoFi Stadium is an achievement of human architecture and engineering. And I I literally don't understand how a person or group of people sat down with a piece of paper and made that happen. Um. Kind of a cool little complex they've got developing there. The the Clippers Stadium is being built, and uh, yeah, nice. SoFi Stadium twenty twenty four. Hey, you know why I love hey. MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is one hundred percent true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people together.